Welcome back to the Born Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Robin. Um, I'm happy to have you here. It is now February. I think my last episode was in January, which is exactly what I've been telling you. I am honoring my design and I'm respecting your time. I do not want to land in your ears um, every week just to say that I post consistently. That's not for me, thank you. It also is just very against my human design. Um, and so we're here. Uh, this is actually my second time recording this episode. Um, the first time, honestly, I think I just rambled and could not catch my breath. So it sounds like I am gulping air. Um, but we're here. We're repeating it. And I think it's just going to be short and sweet on this one. As I said, it is February. Um, January was an incredible month. 2024 just has the best vibes to it. Um, it's just, ah, it just feels good. January had a lot of kind of setting up for the year, which is just a good feeling. Um, so we're, maybe though that has not been the case for you. Maybe you came out really hot in January, which is what a lot of us do. And then we fumble and we beat ourselves up and we repeat the, repeat the same things we do every year. Um, that was not my experience this January. I didn't come out of the gates hot because I just genuinely have not had the capacity. I know I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. I'm um, dealing with a lot of health stuff right now. So I'm having to look at my year a little differently um, and be a little more gentle and compassionate with myself, which has actually been kind of cool because what that has allowed me to do is create space for creativity and to pursue things that have brought me joy in a different way, which has been a really interesting lesson. And I'd like to do a full episode on it another time um, about what has happened by me stop to stop driving my body into the ground and actually listening to my body. Um, it has created more room for me to be creative because in the past, I would just deem my day successful as long as I got a workout in. It wouldn't matter that I would come home or that I'd barely be able to function halfway through my workday, but then I would get home and continue to not be able to function. That didn't matter. I deemed my day as successful because I made it to the gym, but I wasn't able to connect with people. I wasn't able to respond to texts when I wanted to. If you're my friend, I already know I don't respond to texts. That, yeah, that is what it is, <laughs> but like it was worse um, dealing with these types of health issues. Um, so I've been really just getting a repeated lesson in listening to my body. And that's actually what I want to chat about today. I may not like many things about social media, but I do love how they, I'm gulping air again. I apologize. I don't know how to, I just get very short of breath. Anyways, and I'm just calling it out. I'll edit the audio. <laughs> if you hear it, I just want to know that I know. Um, but anyways, what I was saying was there are many things that I may not like about social media, but the one thing I do like is they always give us trendy names for things that make us want to do them more um, because likely we feel like we can post about it. And if we can post about it, we think our life matters more, which is not true. Your life matters even when you don't post about it. You are a human being, not a product for the algorithm, but it's a conversation for another day, my friends, but we're chatting about realistic or real our realistic wellness era. And I'm here for it because I think 2024 needs to be the year that we throw the idea of mind over matter out the window 
and we go body over mind. We allow our bodies to lead the way um, and knowing that they will not steer us wrong when we choose to tune in and listen to them. We do not trust our bodies and therefore we always let our mind lead us. And then we wonder why suddenly our body is screaming at us and, you know, we had all these goals and all these plans and all of a sudden they're not working and we're failing and or we're getting hurt or we're so excited or or exhausted or we're having health issues or all of this. And then we get angry at our body instead of tuning in and getting curious about what our body's trying to tell us. We're mad. Why are you failing me? Why are you punishing me? Why do you keep doing this? Why can't I go after my goals? And a lot of the time it's because we haven't actually built capacity to achieve those things You know, there is something called an upper limit, and that is where you are hitting your subconscious capacity for change. And if you don't create safety to continue going, you will self-sabotage in the craziest ways. Your body finds a way to do it. Again, this is a lesson I have had to learn the hard way many times. Um, So what is realistic wellness? Well, to me, it's an approach that actually works for life. It's outside of this black and white thinking that we so many of us operate from where if we can't do it all we just think we're a failure and what's the point and we just completely self-sabotage or you know we want to change we want a different life we want a different out um, outcome. So we change everything at all at once and we don't have the capacity for it yet and we fail and then we repeat the same patterns and we beat ourselves up and it doesn't work. So realistic wellness for me is picking something that is important to you that you want to change, but start small so that you can build the the capacity to continue the habit, right? You have lots of people, I love Huberman, but he of course has his like list of think like five different things to do in the morning. Well, I know that's wonderful, but realistically, a lot of people can't do that, right? And so if you are setting, thinking, you're a failure because you can't get up, get outside, go for a walk, get movement in, take your ice bath. Uh, What else is there? Like delay caffeine for 90 minutes. There's so many different things and it's like, well, I can't do it all. So I'm not going to do any of it. What's the one thing that would actually really benefit you in that, right? Maybe it's just going outside for two minutes when you wake up and just looking at the horizon line, shaking it off. Maybe it's making sure you drink water before you drink coffee adding some lemon into that. Maybe it's turning the song on and dancing, or maybe you need to do a brain dump and journal. What is the one thing you can start doing if you're going from nothing? You can't go all you can't go all the way in, as my therapist says. Um, when you when it's go big or go home, you usually go home, right? So it's learning how to build the capacity, or maybe you're really being intrigued by breath work because that's going around everywhere. Well, here's the thing about breath work is there is many of us, and I speak from experience, that um, sitting with those types of body sensations is incredibly hard and incredibly dysregulating, even though it's like, well, you, you learn to regulate in it. Note from experience, I do not learn to regulate in it. I make my dysregulation worse because it is not safe for my body my body does not trust itself to feel those sensations. It doesn't trust me. So it's about building the capacity for it, right? So maybe that means focusing on your breathing for two minutes, maybe five minutes, 
doing the like um an inhale for four seconds and then exhaling through your lips for as long as it takes maybe it's breathing in for five out for five no break to get into that coherence um doing that and then slowly building that capacity and not letting anybody tell you that you need to sit through that discomfort because you can tell where like this is uncomfortable and I just want to stop because I don't like being comfortable or, or I don't like being uncomfortable and I'd rather just not participate or it's like this is uncomfortable and in order to push through it I need to disassociate disassociating is not a good thing that's your body trying to survive and keep you safe right so it's like this idea of where it's like oh well like I if you disassociate from things even in like meditation I am learning to really enjoy meditation however that took me a really long time because for my body to sit still it didn't feel safe in doing that and so sitting in that meditation it actually wasn't benefiting me because my body was still extremely hypervigilant right so really I was just sitting there to say that I did it it wasn't beneficial so it's about building your capacity into those things same same with yoga say you really want to build I'm always picking on those but it's it's not because I have I like all of them they're just the three practices that I have personally struggled with and then also felt really bad about the fact that I struggled with them right because it's like yes I I feel challenged to slow down but I also feel challenged to slow down because my nervous system often sits in collapse um, and then moves into fight or flight and so stillness and slowing down doesn't feel safe for me right and then when you have society telling you that you should be doing all these things but your body is saying that it does it's not ready that it's not capable it's actually making it really hard for you and you don't know who to listen to yet because we're taught to honor our no but then we and this is something my boss and I were just talking about we're taught to honor our no but then in certain settings you're also told to push past it but then it's like okay so then you self-abandon yourself so it's like when am I supposed to honor my no? When does my no count? Because can I sit in discomfort or is it distressing discomfort? Because there is a difference. There's a difference between distressing discomfort and needing to dis disassociate or disconnect um, in order to make it through or just the fact that you're like, I would, I want to stop this. I'm bored. This isn't comfortable. Like where your ego is really coming in to like prevent any change from happening. There's a difference. Um, and I think learning that in yourself is really important but learning that in your wellness routine as well right you're not just going to go in and do 20 minutes of breath work your body doesn't have the capacity for it yet so it's about building that um or maybe it's with nutrition you're trying to you know really try to eat foods that nourish you but it's not always about taking things out it's about adding things in slowly so that your body feels safe because as women we have lived in a world where we've been taught to restrict always be on a diet all of those things our subconscious can sometimes immediately go into panic mode where it's like oh we're restricting again oh we're going to punish me again oh we're going to do this and your body takes over and is like not today and then again we beat ourselves up and we're like why can't I fucking do this I'm a failure um I try and it never works and all of and whatever your story is so it's really about what can I add in Maybe it's at breakfast making sure you have a vegetable or maybe at lunch it's just making sure of that. And it's starting really small. That's what James Clear was so famous because he Atomic Habits, Habits is about starting really small in order to build progress. Because when we think of all or nothing, 
we just tend to do nothing. We freeze, right? Why do you think there's always so much that goes around about procrastination and all of that type of stuff? I think it's Mel Robbins that kind of explains where it's like you don't build the runway for success. We just jump in the deep end and we're not really meant to. Um, you know, maybe you want to run. Well, going and just trying to immediately run a 5K, yeah, that might be great two or three times, but eventually, pretty quickly, the wheels are going to fall off because your body has not adapted to that yet. Um, Or maybe you're in a season like me, a season that you really are struggling to be in, in the fact that like my movement practice is not at all what I would like it to be. Um, I have basically had to stop going to the gym altogether um, because of the debilitating fatigue I am feeling. Um, And if I were listening to Instagram and all these different coaches it would be all about pushing past that fatigue and you just got to go and and but it's like every time I went it would just make me even more exhausted there was one day I went for a 10 minute workout and came home and took a three-hour nap um so it is learning how to listen to your body without the shame of worrying about what everybody else thinks and I feel this so I'm sure I'm not alone in the fact that there's a lot I have a lot of shame around the fact that I have been struggling so much with my health um, because I'm such a person that's health conscious, health focused. I went to school for nutrition. I have personal training certifications. I've done all these other different certifications, EFT tapping, NLP, um, and life coaching, all these other things. It's such a core value of mine. So to struggle so much with my health, I feel shame around that. But also I'm, I'm having to lead with compassion in that too, which is a great lesson. And something I've been writing about a lot, and I did share it in a poem on Instagram, is we cannot love ourselves, uh, we cannot hate ourselves into loving ourselves. And so many of us do that, and we do it in every aspect of our life. It's like, I need to change all of these things because I hate all of these things. And that never actually works. It's like, what would the most compassionate thing I could do for myself be right now? Okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to keep doing that. And maybe that's the question you ask yourself each day. What's the most compassionate thing I can do right now for myself? And you know what? I'm a tough love person. I really am. If you ask any of my closest friends, I'm pretty blunt. Um, I love calling out the bullshit. But there is a point where you genuinely are not going to get anywhere without compassion towards yourself and softening and saying, maybe this isn't the season for me where I'm going balls to the wall in whatever it is or maybe this is the season where you do need to go balls to the wall and you need to not negotiate with yourself where it's like well I'm a bit tired or I could do this or I really need to get my dishes done but it's like no I actually need to sit down and work on this project and hammer it out or go for a walk or prioritize my relationships or whatever it is you know what season you're actually in because the medicine we need is always in the thing we usually don't do, right? And for me, I usually just take a fuck ton of caffeine and make myself go to the gym and then fall apart. And so right now I'm in a season of I'm not even drinking caffeine right now um, where I'm actually letting myself sleep until I wake up without an alarm, which is very hard. I had an entire therapy session about it where my therapist just honestly kept asking me like, what if you let yourself sleep? And I was like, but 
then I haven't had a successful morning. And she's like, okay, but you're waking up to alarm. You cannot get yourself out of bed. And then you start your day in this negative mindset because you had all these things you wanted to do, but your body's telling you need to sleep. So can we look at that as success? And that's been a really hard mind shift for me to have because success to me was getting up early and doing all of my morning routine. And now I'm having to get up when I need to get up and make time for the thing that feels the best for me or to navigate how my nervous system is actually feeling that day. Did I wake up and collapse and I'm disassociated? Did I wake up in fight or flight? Or have I woken up in a safe state where I can really benefit from all the things I enjoy doing, right? So what do we need to do in order to actually benefit from what we're doing? Because if we have, we're doing all these things because all these different people are telling us we need to do them and there's pressure. We don't want to disappoint people. We don't want to look lazy, but it's causing us stress. It's not doing you any good. The stress is counteracting all the good things you're doing for yourself, right? So it's like, where can you come in with compassion and actually do what you need to do? Truly listen to your body. Allow your body to be the compass for where it wants to go this year. What happens if we really, truly let our body and our nervous system lead the way? I have a feeling we would live such a more fulfilled and gentle life, stepping off the rat race, listening to our own body, our own inner knowing, and not making excuses for it, not worrying about disappointing people or whether or not they think we're being lazy or that we should take better care of ourselves or that we should have done more with our lives or whatever the story is that you tell yourself, what happens if we allow 2024 to be the honor, the year you honor your body first and your mind second? I know that's really hard because we're really, really taught that mind over matter, that you just need to white knuckle it and get it done. And I have just learned from experience that that's not the case and all the things I thought I wouldn't do if I didn't hate myself into doing them, um, I eventually do do with love when they are things that are meant for me, right? I still go for walks every day. I'm still working on stretching. Um, My love for the gym is still there. I know I will go back to the gym, but right now, It's just not my season. And as I've mentioned before, as you can tell, probably from, I think it's probably come up in every episode, how hard that is for me. Um, Sorry, again, gulping air. Um, So realistic wellness for me actually looks like a lot less of a to-do list um, and a lot more listening, um, a lot more honoring where I'm at and not allowing other people to tell me where they think I should be. Um, And if there are people that are providing me advice, are they people that I want, that I trust and know what's going on in my life and are speaking from a place of genuine love? And I invite the same thing for you. Are the people you're listening for, are they people in your corner or are they people you don't know? Are they people that don't know your life challenges or what's going on in your life right now. Because the thing is, is you can be disciplined and have deep self-compassion for yourself. You can. And I think for myself, which means I know other people look at it this way, that like discipline, success, um, that just like hustle, I'm going to make it happen. It's like cracking the whip. It's like if I don't crack the whip and again, hate myself into doing it, 
it's like I th- like I said, I it's like I think I won't get it done, and I am a testament to telling you that that is not true. So then, when you actually do do it out of a genuine place and self love, it's so much more fulfilling. Um, so that for me is what realistic wellness is, and that's what I invite you into in 2024. If your January has actually been off to a rough start, you wanted all these changes, and you know they weren't successful. What's one? Start small. What's the one thing you would really love to add into your day? And add it in for five minutes. Build capacity for it. And then repeat. You can extend your capacity. You can pick a new thing. Um, But it's just within all of these habits that are meant to give us a better life, you have to also remember to continue to live life, which I think a lot of us forget, right? We become so obsessed again, being better, that we forget that the pursuit of being better is to have a bigger capacity to enjoy our life. But we're so busy fixing ourselves and telling ourselves we suck that we miss the whole fucking point of being here. So that is it. That's all for me today is just allow yourself self-compassion this year to honor your body first um to see what happens when you tune in and listen to your body and instead of absolutely bypassing your nervous system what shifts when you listen um so yeah thank you for being here thank you for tuning in if you haven't and you'd like to subscribe send it to a friend leave a review share word of mouth is really how i'm going to do this um so that would be so appreciated um, if you're in within this community, there is tons of stuff coming up for me from workshops to classes with um, Arenda that I would love to see you at, whether you have teen girls um, that I would love to connect with. And I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you or hear. No, I won't see you, but whatever. Next episode. See you then.